this is this is gonna be a good I didn't shave my beard for nothing. I did notice I was literally gonna talk about you shaving and then yeah, I was just right. I was like fuck it. He shaves sometimes. Yeah, he sometimes it shaves. Yeah, exactly. Um all right, let's clap it off. Ready? Yes. One, two, three. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brandana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 150 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandana, and with me, as always, the only bet I would never hedge, most awesome. Ooh, thank you. Take me straight up. Just taking it. Yep. That's right. I like that. I like that. I've got to tell you a real preemptive maybe we could call this most awesome uh gambling corner made the largest wager i've ever made in nfl football on uh tampa bay buccaneers oh who'd you like i like them i like them i just took money line i was like screw it i'm not gonna this is like you know once i found out alex smith wasn't even gonna be playing i was like it's like minus 450 but i was like i don't know i'm betting the farm on this one yeah, I did. I had a lot of that same stuff in it almost. I mean, we'll definitely get into that game yeah. and you guys will know how when we do the rundown. But yeah, because I had um, I had everything on that game because I was chasing a, a bit because uh, <laughs> I liked the Seahawks. You did. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Hawks. We'll get into that. Yeah. Also. We'll get into all of it. Fuck it. I'll get into some of it right now. It's a little preview. It's called it's called a taste, a little tease. Um, a moose bouche of gambling. That's right. So yeah, I did um, Tampa Bay like money line first half Tampa Bay game and then Tampa Bay uh, money line for the game and then Tampa Bay, like minus nine and a half spread. You know, what also is, yeah. is, is really, that's great. It's really interesting. I caught, I think DraftKings on a little bit asleep at the wheel in that Baltimore uh, Tennessee game when they were up 17 to 10 and like the third quarter, it yeah. was, th- uh, Baltimore minus three and a half, but plus plus one hundred, which doesn't make sense. Minus three and a half plus one. Well, sometimes to to get that hook involved, like they'd rather instead of doing like a minus, uh, instead of doing like a minus four at like minus one ten, they'll do like a three and a half. So it's just kind of like you're buying half of a point. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I was like, ooh, did I did I did I catch? It? And then I was all worried that they weren't going to process my bet. It wasn't even that big of a bet. I was like a hundred bucks, but I was like, oh man. Yeah, that's the always changes because what you'll see with lines also is when money starts to pour on, it'll be like, it'll stay at that. If it's a key number, like three or like, you know, like six and a half, mm-hmm. uh, it'll go from like minus 110, minus 120, because they don't want to change the number. But since action's coming in, they want to make it a little bit more expensive. Right, but right, then, like, right. when enough money comes there, it'll, it'll break to the new number. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> little education there right that's go. all we have for you guys right we're just gonna gamble more. 10 minutes of power oh man what have known i would have done something different for the gambling corner okay um we're doing right from the headlines wild card weekend ma ma parenting tip bedtime tips um neapolitan showdown doing top three sport weekends mm. we're gonna finish as we always do with our mvp of the week uh yeah i did the nia right why does that feel yeah. light yeah, Brent, well, Brandon, I, yeah, Brandon and Gambling Corner. We're going to go back over 
our over-unders from the preseason. Yes, and I think that's um, going to be a good call, too, because people can also just be able – and you and I also put it in perspective, like what we thought we knew before the season started and then like what actually happened. And yeah, yeah probably call myself an idiot a couple times. Okay, and then we'll finish with the We Always Do the MVP of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Everybody ripped from the headlines. Wildcard weekend. Why are we talking about that this weekend, buddy? Oh, because we got into it. One of our favorite weekends, wildcard football weekend. Uh, we had some games, as we were talking about earlier, that we thought went the way that they should and others that didn't. So we want to get all into it. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to dive into, we'll just go through these six games one at a time. As we're recording this, the uh, Browns haven't quite, well, I mean, they're kicking the shit out of Pittsburgh, but there's still time on the clock. So um, yeah, they're, they're halftime right now. They get the ball back. They're up 35, 10. I mean, wilder things have happened, but you know, they're, they're in the driver's seat. Yeah, I think so. You're up by 25 points. I think uh, I was on a text thread. I think you're on there. They get like 10 more points than, you know, you Pittsburgh can only ex, uh, expect, you know, six, seven, I mean, eight possessions would be like the ceiling. And then you're talking about five scores and eight possessions. Yeah. Uh, okay. I said, I say that for the end. I'm all over the place. Audience. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's start with our first game Saturday, bills and Colts bills yeah. come out victorious 27, 24, Josh Allen gets his first playoff win, yeah. puts the Bills um, winning a playoff game for the first time since 1994. Um, let's talk about the other side. Let's talk about the the sadder story. So the Colts looked pretty good. I mean, they were in until the very end, driving down the field. Um, Philip Rivers did his Philip Rivers thing at right. the end, and um, you know they turned the ball over on downs. Is this Philip Rivers last year? Is he done? You're not technically. I think he's got two years. Uh, at 25 million, but I mean, he could he could opt out. I mean, it, the the saddest sight of that is that they were making their last drive, and they kind of mismanaged the clock a wee bit, and then couldn't play for that field goal attempt, so they had to fling it toward the end zone. And did you notice that he got it? They were like the their 40 yard line, maybe their 45 yard line, and he couldn't even get it to like the three yard line of the, yeah, like, yeah, of the end like zone. Five five or seven yards short yeah it was it was pretty short so i mean maybe he could want to stick around but i know you know most of indianapolis's team is on the younger side um they've done a really good do- job drafting so i don't know if they want to you know hitch their wagging to a senior quarterback you know maybe there's somebody out there in the market that they might be interested in yeah philip rivers uh really good i think all time he's like five and seven i think in the postseason something like that uh you can drink people or you can't what do you want to do look it up that's philip rivers what what, what do you expect uh so he feels pretty borderline hall of fame but he'll get in yeah i think so um just for the productions the stats i mean you know he's kind of Dan Marino light in that respect, like never won anything, never really like made any headway in the playoffs, but always consistently put up numbers, always had good teams, but always just kind of had this like shroud of bad luck underneath that when he was with the chargers, um, 
so I mean, I would I would anticipate that the Hall of Fame would would throw him in, um, but I don't necessarily know if you know if it's worthy. You know, it's, it might be a little inflated, but you know, he'll probably get in. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, it's how difficult it is. Um, why couldn't he? And then that'll be a wrap on Philip Rivers. But just in case he does retire, then this is gonna be the last time we were talking about him until like five years from now when he shows up on the Hall of Fame ballot. Right. But um, why couldn't he get it done in the postseason? I mean, so we know those Chargers teams somehow, and it seems weird that this would follow a team. But you know, lost like a lot of games. Like has the record. He might he might be the quarterback that has the record for like most losses. You know, like three points or less. Like that was kind of their mo, and we saw it there in um, when it was previously San Diego. Right. Is, is it just he couldn't string together like you know three to four good games to make an honest Super Bowl run? Yeah, and I think injury luck had a big factor to do with that. You know what I mean? And they they you know they ran into some. They always had you know, the Colts, the Patriots. I mean, they just had like some teams that were just a notch above them the whole time. I mean, it's, you know, tough to play third banana behind Peyton Manning and Tom Brady for, you know, decades on end uh, in, in the AFC. So um, yeah, I think it was, I think it's just, I think it's one of those things where guys are super talented guys. Matt Stafford might be a guy like this as well too, even to a lesser degree, like, super talented, really, really good, but the parts and pieces around him and the the support staff around him just isn't good enough to what he is. And we see that. And, and it's a shame when those guys never get a, a sniff at, uh, you know, uh, even the playoffs or a, a playoff run to, you know, to kind of see what they are. Cause we know like regular season, what they are, yeah. but the playoffs is like, that's what builds your legacy. That's what, what brands you forever. Um, so that it would have been interesting to see what it is, but we kind of think we know what Philip Rivers is. It's like good in the regular season, but when it comes down to the clutch and crunch time, um, I don't know if he's going to make that throw, you know, he's going to force something. Yeah. That's a great point too. Coming up, uh, in just the timing and quote unquote era era he did is when we had like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, like two of the top, you know, five to seven quarterbacks of all time. Okay. Um, Philip Philip Rivers, Josh Allen. Let's jump to the other side yeah. of the football right now. Um, looked really good. Uh, did he take a step forward yesterday? I think so. I think the thing that really caught me was in the second quarter when they went on that huge drive, like 10 plays, 96 yards with like a minute 50 to go yeah. down and score. That was, I was like, oh, that's a, this is a different Josh Allen that we've seen previously. And this is like a guy that's like, all right, we're on our four yard line. We're going to drive this down and score on a very good Colts defense. So that was like super impressive to me. And and it doesn't always look perfect and polished with Josh Allen that he's going to he'll make some bad throws or some mistakes, but the athleticism, athleticism jumps off and he is a bit of like, he's going to figure out a way to kill you either with his legs or with his arm. Yeah. Super fun to watch. It just is good to see also him kind of that, um, maturation and really just kind of getting comfortable yeah. back there and control it and um, not getting some of those down turnovers that we saw a year ago. And, and that's the thing is coming off the heels where they blew it against the the Texans last year in the playoffs. I mean, they were in the driver's seat last year. It's good to yeah. see that that didn't kind of hang over him when it came to, like we talked about with Phillip Rivers, like in crunch time, it's like, all right, well, no, I'm just going to go out. We're going to make plays. We have a good team. Like I'm not phased by the, the sins of the past. I'm only focused about right now, which is what you need in a quarterback. Yeah. Cause you, you, it's always nice to see that your young quarterback hasn't necessarily hit his ceiling and it's moving in the 
in the right direction. Uh, okay, uh, I'll let you start a franchise right now, then we'll jump on to the next game. Um, rank these three quarterbacks for me, actually. Josh okay. Allen, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Ooh, yeah, one, two, three. One, two, three, uh, yeah. And, and who I'd start a franchise with. I mean, I would have to say Josh Allen, one right now. Deshaun Watson, two. Uh, and Lamar Jackson, three. Yeah, I think that's much to my point that I was just saying, I think that is the difference. Josh Allen's still moving in the right direction. Looks like he's learning things. Uh, Lamar Jackson, it feels like we might be at a ceiling. Yeah, I would say Lamar Jackson in watching this game today. I mean, and in, in, in this season in general, I know they haven't had great wide receiver play and he's he's regressed from his MVP season for sure. And I just don't know what this offense with the Ravens, I know we might be putting the cart for the, before the horse, but it's like, I'm not really sure what this, what his quarterback legacy is going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll jump into that one. Okay. Um, next game on the slate was Rams Seahawks Rams pull off the upset. They win 30 to 20 this yeah. Seattle offense. And everyone's talking about it. Just started out smoking hot. I mean, first five or six games we still had, um, Russell Wilson was leading the league in touchdown passes. He was yeah. in the MVP conversation and then the wheels came off and they just looked completely like lost inefficient. I know, you, I know you get like a little bit of pressure on Russell Wilson and that seems to kind of change his whole, like how dynamic he can be. But uh, what happened to the Seahawks this season? I, this is a, this is a question for me that I just don't know what happens. Cause it, I mean, I'm like, trying to pour through like the injured, like, did we lose somebody? And I, and I just don't know. Cause we had DK Metcalf. We have Tyler Lockett Lockett, like disappeared in that yeah. game. Carson was still there. Uh, the, the offensive line, Dwayne Brown, uh, you know, my guy uh, potty is, was, was there. And I know he's dinged up and came back and in and out. I, for some reason, they just can't get their O line right. I mean, yeah. but they're obviously going up because, the, you know, the strength of the Rams is Aaron Donald, um, you know, and 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 uh, Brockers and and they've got really good D linemen. So it's, it's a tough pill to handle, but um, they just looked awful. They couldn't get anything in. It's they they went really conservative, I felt like, in that game in terms of their their play calling. It was like, all right, lots of runs and then long yeah. third downs and and Russ wasn't great. He just wasn't good. 11 of 27 for like a buck 75. Uh, a, a great, you know, is that a great read by the defense at pick six there, that defensive corner for the Rams, or is that just like, or is it, were they just telegraphing this play, you know, all day, you know what I mean? Where the, the they made the break on that wide receiver screen and he just snuck in for uh, a pick. I mean, I always want to give credit to the players, but it's like, to, to, to steal that that easily means you're not you're not disguising your your setup and your scheme well enough to the, where they're going i know exactly what this is yeah so that's what it was right it was you know we've got to watch that play in slow motion after it happened and you know he did jump um you know a lot like that see in that seahawks patriots game where uh right. super bowl like he did you know jump the route and get in there but it's also like you look at russell wilson and he's throwing that he's throwing this route hell or high water the ball's yes. right there like takes a snap stares it down pulls the trigger and it's just like oh you had already made that decision that you're absolutely gonna throw which is you know uh not a good sign for any quarterback um okay so the rams had wolford start the game uh 
played last week with Goff and his thumb issue on the bench, but somehow we get an injured quarterback, like a concussion protocol or concussion, and then we're back to our starting quarterback. So it's just yeah, like uh, – It was really weird. Yeah. It it's was like, just like a weird scenario. It's just like, oh, we're going with our backup, but it's just like, oh, Jared Goff, he's actually like our franchise quarterback. Right. Right. I've ne- I I can't think of a time where it was like, all right, so the the franchise quarterback is injured, but he's not he's he's injured enough where he can't start, but he can dress and yeah. be on the bench. Like that doesn't make it's either like, all right, well he's got to go or he can't. You know, yeah. the, that seemed that was a very weird thing, just in general. But it worked. I think it actually worked out for the Rams pretty well because their offense to begin with 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 uh, Wolford did not look really good and and i thought it was poised for just the the seattle defense to really lean on this you know this quarterback you know that basically was signed out out of i think he was like taking classes at old dominion before he got the call i mean this guy was he wasn't he wasn't with them all season yeah and uh and then you know jamal adams dings him up little scary moment goes to the hospital everything's okay but then you bring in Goff, who had thumb surgery 12 days ago, and now he starts looked a little shaky, and are like, "Oh, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be a 17 to to, to six ball game. This is going to be a low scoring, just grind it out." And then he started. He made. I think he got that confidence when he threw that uh, 50-50 ball to Cup, and Jamal yeah. Adams wasn't paying attention. And then it's like, "All right, okay, I'm I'm in it now. I got my sea legs a little bit here. Let's fucking deal." Yeah, it's hard to tell because he always has that same dopey look on his fucking face. But yeah, I think he did get a little bit more confident. And sometimes that's a good position to be in, right? Like, you know, your yeah. quarterback, there's not necess- they know their franchise. They're not necessarily playing for the job, but they also want to go make a little noise because that's it's a little embarrassing being because I, I got the vibe that he he wanted to go. And they're just like, right. and they just use the excuse of it. it's like, no, no, we should just, you know, keep your keep your thumb safe. And he's just like. Ooh, All right. a little a little protectiony like let's let's not ruin you and tarnish you too much right it's like you know we'll just hide you because of your thumb but we honestly think we have a better chance with wolford than you yeah one thousand percent it's just like you know in college you're dating that girl and she was just like no he's just like he's my study partner like he just helped with <laughs> chemistry it's kind of like auditioning that shit you're just like all right if you're I sure know. and then they're dating six weeks later and you're like i knew it i knew it i knew exactly where this is going um well, did you see uh, Goff at the end of the, the the press conference in this game? Did you see him yeah. firing off? Because he was talking about – because when they beat him – when the Seahawks beat the Rams in week 16 to clinch the NFC West, Jamal Adams, a safety from Seattle, fired up a big stogie on the presser and was like, oh, this is championship, feels good, you know, super happy and was, you know, really just kind of taunting the Seahawks a little bit. And yeah. Goff, Goff made mention of that. He's like, you know, it's like, yeah, people want to smoke their cigars and do all this other stuff. But uh, we're here, you know, we're playing We're, you know, no one counted us, you know, in this ball game. And I'm, I'm here to say, and Jalen Ramsey was like, you know, talking shit to all the, uh, the, the 12 over there in Seattle and said, you know, take that t-shirt and that, and those NFC West championship hats to Cabo on your vacation. Cause you're going Damn. home. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, they only beat the Seahawks going home by a week, but that's fine. <laughs> right. Six days of just like swaggering around. Uh, okay. Uh, let's start getting through some games. We covered yeah. that one. Um, Bucks, uh, Redskins, Bucks 31, Washington 23. Uh, this guy, Hineke, 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's the, I mean, he's all the talk of the playoffs, like super so far. Yeah. Super impressive. Yeah. He was great. He looked really well. Um, I think like he, 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 he plays himself to a starting job next year. Is this Ron going to be Ron Rivera's guy? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is, is like, what's gonna, you know, he played pretty well. Yeah. The, you know, he, he added a different dynamic than I don't think that the, the, the bucks were looking for is, is he could really kind of get out and run and make some play with his feet, but he did look well, pretty good passing the ball as well too, and kept them in it. Like there was moments and times in that game where I'm like, the bucks should be just trouncing this team. Like they should be really fucking running away with it. And he just kept chipping away, kept drives going, kept possessions up going and, you know, found ways to get points on the board. Yeah, because sometimes they'll just be like backdoor covers on this. And I think, you know, depending on where you got it, Bucks were favored by anywhere to like nine, nine and a half, yeah. even hit double digits. Uh, but there's still some games that you see the score at the end and you're just like, oh, the game wasn't really even this close because, you know, the Redskins put up like a touchdown in junk yeah. time. That's the case with this game. I mean, I was watching it and um, I think we were talking earlier that we both, uh, you bet the Bucks. I was coming with the same just mindset of, yeah no alex smith that's all i needed to know like yeah. I'll, I'll bet against some rookie like on the road in a playoff game with all these eyes on him but yeah yeah, well, it was, yeah. technically they were at home but you know who could tell right because they were the four seed it was that all the redskins were at home the the washington football uh, team no, was no, at home washington that's right because yeah yeah i'm bungling all that <laughs> washington football team at home. yeah okay that's all right that's sure. right but i mean but it, it, it didn't uh, win the that's true. They did. Right. But yeah, I mean, the, the bucks, you know, they should have ran away with it. They, they got dinged up the bucks. I'm, I'm interested because they, they lost their linebacker, linebacker, Devin white, uh, uh, Ronald Jones or running back Fournette had to come in and sub for him. Uh, and they lost Kappa their I think one of their, their guards, uh, in that game. So it was like, they're, they're kind of down a couple key players here. I'm interested to see how they will, how they'll come back for for next week how good did this playoff win feel for tom brady on his move to tampa oh so fucking good yeah so fucking good if he can get to the nfc championship which i think you know looking at today i mean uh, saints bucks saints beat, beat them twice they that, that's the old adage you can't beat a team three times in a yeah, you know in a year good. so um you know I don't know. I mean, he could he could have a possibility. We could have Green Bay, Tampa Bay. That'd be interesting. Oh, that would be Battle of the Bays. Um, Battle of the Bays. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's go Ravens 20, Titans 13, getting into these Sunday games. Yeah. Mar Jackson finally gets over the hump, gets that first playoff win he so desperately wanted. Uh, are the Titans on their way down? Is this it? Yeah, this was an interesting one because they they didn't offensively they didn't look great. They didn't control the line of scrimmage the way I thought they were going to in this game and really lean on Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um and they came out early, they looked pretty strong and they just kinda they they gave up defensively they didn't you know, they, they they got to Lamar Jackson when they previously weren't and I thought, okay, they're gonna they're gonna close the you know, the the pocket around them and not make them get out and run and then you know, I think you said it. They they've got like four plays that the, the the Ravens run, and that's about it. And they they couldn't figure find a way to stop it. It was weird. Yeah, that's why. Uh, so 
the Chiefs were originally slated to play the Ravens if teams like Pittsburgh, uh, teams specifically Pittsburgh, won like they were favored to do, which looks like it might not happen. Uh, anyway, I was thinking about breaking down the Ravens. So let me talk about Tannehill real fast. The reason I started rooting for the Ravens in this game is because Tannehill just made a stink about not getting to the Pro Bowl. It's oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah I, I miss that. I hate when people are just like, oh, like, oh, I should get a ribbon too. It's just like, oh my God, grow right. up. Like concentrate right. on winning the playoff game. But yeah, it's four plays. It kind of looked like the Ravens reminded me of like a high school team. It's just like, we do this really well. Uh, this is kind of all we have. Uh, it's taken a little bit, I think, out of Lamar Jackson's arms. It just seems like it's the right team. And they're, um, we don't officially know who the Ravens are growing up against, but it probably looks like it's going to be the Buffalo Bills. If they can just get, you know, p- collapse that pocket on him then he doesn't yeah. have time to really do that, you know, that uh, RPO, like just really get in the backfield and just shut it down. And that's the thing, right, is, is this is where the regression has come from. It's like he's he doesn't – he's not making – he's not reading the field very well because if it's not there and that first option after the RPO, he's got, right, I'm, I'm passing. If the first option isn't there or, he, or it, it might even start even before that in pre-snap when he's not even like – totally like seeing exactly what the defense is going to be giving him. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. And, you know, they made a big deal about Greg Roman and the offense and, you know, I mean, 236 yards um, rushing the ball, six and a half yards per carry. That sounds great, but it's feels very one dimensional. And if you get down a couple scores, you're this, this Ravens team is going to be toast, right? You just yeah. can't keep grinding on a team eventually you play against yourself in the clock. Right. And I just don't see the, I don't see Lamar Jackson making the reads, the necessary reads he needs to make like big downfield throws, like the INT that he threw uh, to Malcolm Butler. um, He had, you know, um, Boykin on a corner route and was just like two tenths of a second late on throwing what, what, what should have been there. He had, he could see, from the angle they showed it, you could see the open field. There's no safety. There's no corner. There's no nothing. And the, you know, the, the, um, Butler is on top of Boykin. So it's, and he's pushing him downfield. So it's break away. And that's, and I throw you open. I throw that to that spot and you're open. And he wasn't, he wasn't doing it and he he sat on it and waited till pressure came up to him then threw it threw it short and it was a fucking int and it's it's stuff like that that like that's a that's about as basic of a read it's one look i see it i see the open field it's there i have to anticipate that throw and i'm just not doing it yeah so we see you know we just never really see that running quarterback being able to take it all the way and that's really what you know that's what he is and you know they're leaning on it also also so it's just like if that if it is a little bit of a regression do you think it's a regression or like why is Lamar Jackson and I said it earlier like maybe he said a ceiling moving in, in kind of this direction granted it, it sounds like I'm talking shit and they congratulations they did just have a playoff win right but they definitely don't feel like that Ravens team that everybody was just afraid of last year is there just enough tape on Lamar Jackson right now or is he just like I, leaning too much on that run yeah I think I think he's not trusting I don't think he's trusting his eyes or his reads and this is this is what was his kind of the shape of his career at Louisville as well, too. It's like 
phenomenal sophomore season came back played well but not as good and this time he's he, this year he's just not playing as well and i think i think it's a little bit of everything right like we understand some basic concepts to kind of to to force um lamar jackson into the areas that we want right uh, yeah. he also hasn't been helped out by his wide receivers his wide receivers has, have, have played poorly um but we're 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 making those short and intermediate throws really contested when he is passing and um, we're making him second guess himself. Right. And, it, you know, they've, they found ways to like, you know, they used to do this where it's like the, the rush is really just like non-committal, right. It's, you'll see the pass rush a lot kind of just like, you know, they're not trying to really blow up into the backfield. They're just trying to kind of contain him and make their defense, you know, you know, get pressure from within in the middle and not from the edges and just kind of keep them inside, funnel them into the middle. Cause when he gets out, that's when he is, you know, that's when he is most dangerous. So you see a lot of that stuff where they're just trying to get pressure out through the middle, middle. Um, Jeffrey Simmons from the, the, the Titans was doing great on that, really putting a lot of pressure on him and he just couldn't, you know, he just couldn't see it. Right. And I think if they just disguise their coverages enough of what they're doing, he's not, he's not deciphering what it is. And that's when, you know, instincts, but I think Mike Vick got caught with this a lot too, where it's like, all right, well, you know, the sh- the, and, it, and it's great at times, but at other times it can be, you know, dangerous where it's like stuff is falling all around me and I know they can't catch me. So I'm just going to start running. And and the, yeah. the danger with that is, is, you know, the wear and tear on that is, is going to limit your, your top end potential. Yep. Yeah, you also just become super one-dimensional. Yeah. Uh, all right, Saints and Bears. Saints 21 to Bears 9 in this. Pass. Can I pass on this game? News fest. Uh, yeah, so we're definitely right about the Bears being the worst team in this postseason. Yeah. Uh, mid all the way to the fourth quarter without a first down. I believe that stat's right, but if not, it's pretty fucking close. Right. Uh, and then just kind of get, you know, another juck junk touchdown at the end this is this is one of those games that's just like oh the score makes it look closer than it was because this was not a close football game now i if, if anything i'm looking at this from the saints i'm like what's you know i know the the bears defense is is solid and strong but it's like three touchdowns really you know what i mean like yeah. we're we're fucking around with this Taysom hill experiment a little bit you know i know they called that a fumble um I don't know. Let's, let's see if we can get a rhythm going with Michael Thomas a little bit more and our, our 43 year old fucking quarterback who's going to go in this last go of it. Like let's try and get a little bit of a rhythm and not, not fuck around with Taysom Hill. Yeah, no shit. It's just like, you know, you're the, you're the old dog and you still got some fight in you. And then they just bring in this new like puppy and they're just trying to like work him in there. It's just like, Oh, it's still like your thing. And it's just like, isn't my thing. It doesn't feel like it. Cause if like, I don't know if Breeze just has a great poker face, but like I'd walk over to Sean Payton, I'd be like, quit taking me off the fucking field. Yeah. Like I'm a Super Bowl winner, like a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like I don't I don't like this. I don't like this run thing where it just kind of like loses my just kind of the mojo I'm working out there. Yeah, yeah. It's and I and I get it. There's a time and place for all this shit, but um our offense hasn't been like rock star solid where we can like you know this is like we haven't been like the chiefs where it's like all right well we'll fucking tinker around with like tyreek hill playing like wildcat a little bit because we just we have an embarrassment of riches and we can fuck around with that no 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 the saints 
They have Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas has been non-existent this entire season. He needs to get worked into a rhythm. Like this could have been a, a premium opportunity to like really find out some some information about what the what the top end ceiling of this passing game is going to look like. Yeah, because they're going to have their hands full. I mean, let's say uh, they're playing at home next week. They'll be hosting the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a good game, which I'm really excited about. But, you know, if you get to that Green Bay game and you're going to Lambeau, like, you got to score some points. And much to your, like, I don't like defenses are great, but even, like, offense, we're just in a, we're in an era of the professional football where offense will always trump defense. Good offenses will trump good defenses. So regardless, like, your offense ceiling needs to be higher than whatever defense you're facing, no matter how good you think they are. And it's just like, we didn't see that. They're just kind of getting dominated, um, yeah, that's I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, and and to your point is, is like, do we really want a forty-three-year-old Drew Brees going into a freezing cold Lambo? You know, at six thirty on a Sunday night, that's not that's not going to be in his. Okay. It's not going to be in his wheelhouse, right? I mean, yeah. we don't have and we don't have a traditional run game that's going to be like, all right, we're just going to pound it out and just you know we're just going to go into a slugfest that's not what this game is, is, is built upon. So I, I, I'd be looking to try and find any sort of rhythm. Uh, what's the, so just coming out of wildcard weekend, what's the team that could make some noise that should be scary. That might be able to sneak and find a spot into the conference championship. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, you know, to go chalk, I mean, the, the bills looked the best out of any of these teams that were there. And I, and I think you and I both have an appreciation or, or a greater appreciation for the Colts. I think they looked really, really good. Um, and, you know, as we talk about it, the Browns right now, I, th- I think that they're just catching a, a falling star. And right now it's 35, 16, um, the Browns, I, I, I wouldn't put too much on the fancy score. They're going into, uh, you know, the chiefs next week, most likely if this holds Pat, I, I'd say the Bills, you know, I mean, they look yeah. they look pretty dominant on both sides. Yep, going with the two seed. What a stretch! I know. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I'm uh, all done watching Rams and glad the Bears are out of it. And the Bears should be suspended from postseason play for three years. We'll figure it out. Um, all right, it may it may parenting tip bring us to the jam. <laughs> all right bro uh i picked this one so i I was just kind of like bedtime tips like i have friends that are parents and stuff what makes bedtime such a lift and what's the little what's the little things and solves that you have to just get it to run as smooth as it can yeah i think there's a little bit of like at least from my experience with like the kids it's like the lift is it's a little bit of fomo that they got going on you know what i mean it's like uh I don't want the night to end. I don't want this to be over. And, you know, especially as we were recording on a Sunday night, you know, the Sunday scary starts creeping in a little bit, even for kids. I mean, they got, you know, the rest of the week, they got to do work. The weekend was almost over. So, um, you know, it's tough to get these kids in the right mindset. So what I would say, like, first and foremost, I, I would say like the, the biggest thing to like sneak out of this if you're going to have kids or if you have kids or is try and find like a repeatable bedtime process. Right. I think yeah. consistency is King in these types of scenarios. And like, I mean, 
you know, try and keep your bedtime about roughly about the same time every night. You know what I mean? Try and put the limits of, you know, what that night looks like. Like I'll give you for, for example, like our kids are, um, you know, they can watch, you know, after dinner, you know, we go and we, we sit down, we can watch a show. Maybe they want to do it on the iPad or they want to do it on, you know, the, the big TV or whatever like that. They can watch a show. And usually we try and give them like 35 to 45 minutes, sometimes a little bit more, you know, depending on the night. But we really want to kind of keep it into that. So we're, you know, as we're hitting finishing dinner and we're getting in there, we're, we're trying to kind of limit that time. And then, you know, we, you want to set that expectation and they, they know it now, but when you're starting this out, you want to set the expectation as it's like, you know, either while we're watching our show or once the show, the timer is over, it's, you know, brushing teeth, getting into jammas, or sometimes we'll do it like as we're watching shows. And then we sit down, make sure everyone goes potty, obviously like get the last potty breakout if you're not in, you know, diaper still. And then, um, you know, then we, we do, you know, we do a little bit of book reading um we do a little bit of like basically what we're doing is calming down we talk about like what we're thankful for in the day we we have our little bedtime songs that we like to sing outside of the bedroom because this is all non-bedroom activity this is all stuff that you know going going to bed is in or going to bed and and sleeping and that's your bedtime stuff like we don't read books we don't sing songs we don't do a lot of the other stuff and then and then we go to bed and we try and keep that as repeatable as possible and it's like, it's not a big lift if we're, you know, with cousins or if we're traveling or whatever it is. It's like, it's all pretty repeatable. And I think that is the most comforting thing for them. It's like, all right, this is what it is. This is what, you know, I know that we're, what the expectation is. I know it's time to go to bed. We're going to do this. And we're going to do that. Um, you know, and sometimes they fight it, but you just kind of have to overcome those. So what's the age that naps stop and how does, how do they work? Like, how does that affect sleeping and the bedtime? Cause it seems like naps, you take them. So they're not cranky, but then does that affect, you know, them not wanting to go to bed? Cause they just feel wired. Sure. So there's a little bit of like finessing the naps, like as they get older, when they take a nap at what time. Right. So it's like if they pass out at like five o'clock and bedtime's, 830. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a problematic. But when they're younger, like they always say, like with babies, like, you know, sleep begets more sleep. So, you know, the more they're sleeping during the day and getting rest, the the better probably are they're going to be at nighttime falling asleep. Um, And that's like for like, you know, two, two year olds, three year olds, that sort of stuff, like the more, you know, repeatable nap times and, and good sleep that they're getting, they're probably going to sleep better throughout the night. Not always, but, you know, by and large. Um, nap times, I would say in our experience has been like four and a half, five ish, you know, commission 2.0 is right now at the spot where she's probably 50, 50, actually probably even less than that, probably like 70, 30 that she's not taking naps every once in a while. We'll catch her or every once in a while we'll have like a busy day Saturday and she'll like pass out in the car. Um, yeah. but at this point she's like full bore, you know, not taking naps, um, and, and I know like at, in like kindergarten, you know, they usually do like an hour of quiet time, you know, or like 40 minutes of quiet time. I don't know if she's taking naps during then, but you know, they're, they're used to like some sort of quiet time during the day. So um, if we ever can steal one, it's usually kind of in that same time, time frame. 
that's pretty good. And I can use that for one of your points when you're actually like a full grown adult because adult because I do that too. Like just having the room for sleeping, like not reading in it. Like a big thing for me is like no screens in the room. Yes. Like I really try to stick to that, even though you need kind of yourself on alarm. But even that, just so you, you know, just getting better sleep. Yeah, that's a great thing that you mentioned. Is is like you really want to quiet your mind a little bit, and like we try and that's why we do like songs and books and you just quiet time before bed. Like I want to get them away from the iPad and the iPhones and anything. Like, and we try and really limit the screens anyways, but it's impossible to do that in this day and age. They, they crave the iPhone and the iPad. So, you know, I, I want to get, I want to get some distance between bedtime and that, you know, that iPad screen where they're watching some God awful YouTube show. <laughs> Uh, all right, buddy, last one. Do we change up the routine on the weekends? Is it a little bit more TV? Are we staying up like half an hour, 45 minutes longer? Or are we just running this 24-7 like a 7-Eleven? Yeah, when the, when when it was just commission for sure. It was like pretty consistent. Then as they're getting older and like the, the, the thing that we have done now is really funny. Is is, you know, 2.0 commission can stay up a little bit longer than commission junior can. Um, so now, but Miss Jr. can tell that everyone is staying up later. So he doesn't want to do that, but he needs to go to bed. It's like eight 15. He's just getting cranky. So now yeah. we basically, we lie to Kamish Jr. And we take, everyone walks to their bedrooms and we all do the, the final, like what we would do is we we're going to bed and he tells them that he loves them. And then he goes in his room and they go into their room and they turn on their sound machine and their lights. And then they walk back out to read more book with, uh, with mom. So that's a, that's our little hack as we we were lying to our, our young son about that. But like, so for them, you know, they can, you know, like on Saturday or Friday, if they're end up staying up a little bit later, reading a little bit longer of a book, it's not the end of the world. They, you know, they can rebound that, you know, commission at, you know, she can stay up till as late as like 9.30 some nights and be totally fine. Nice, brother. Um, okay, you said um, real quick to wrap this section up. You said you sing a little song. You want to belt out one of those verses for us, bro? Oh, yes. Yeah. At the end of the at the end of the pod. At the end of the Oh, pod. you're going to throw it down on pod. Okay. I'll Fair throw it enough. down at the end. Exactly. Neapolitan Showdown. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Alright, Neapolitan Showdown <laughs> I love it, B <laughs> You love it, bro? I do love um, it me too. Me too. All right, let's get cracking. We're doing best sport weekends. So oh, it's yeah. just kind of like the sporting events schedule. Uh, might be a little obvious why we're doing that one this week. I guess right out of the gate, I can give away my number three. I really do enjoy wild card weekend, which we're going through right now. It is. It is a fun weekend. I thought that that's why you were teasing it this, this weekend here. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's fun. Um, basically you know two days from one till i don't know 11 a.m or 11 you know what i mean and on yeah. the east coast you're just watching football and it's yeah. fucking great and i love it and i like that it's i'm not missing anything else that's the other thing is is like 
the downside of you know not doing like i don't do like league pass or any of that other stuff so it's like i usually just get what's on broadcast and then i always feel like i'm missing out on, on much better games or crazier stuff is going on yeah. and and i hate yeah. that now i don't have to worry about that i just get it delivered everyone's seeing exactly what i'm seeing nice you get the sunday ticket and write it off brother write it off <laughs> um yeah, so it's the first week of it, it, this was always okay. And they also obviously this year we've talked about it. They added the uh, the seven seed, so seven playoff game. So that is giving us an extra game on Saturday and Sunday. Yes, and I love this little. I love it. I didn't know how I was going to like. It. I mean, I guess more football, but I also yeah. love the little like you know top seed plays. You know the lowest seed, and I, I like that. I don't like going like all right. Well, we're going to Cleveland. Like I like a little bit of the the mystery of who they're going to play or whatever. Yeah, not being the true bracket, like even those one, the NFL does it, uh, I say it like once every six months on this pod, but uh, not a true bracket, like you would have your March Madness bracket. These yeah. are uh, one seed, you know, whoever gets out of here, the one seed gets to play, whatever the lowest seed team was. Drink, everyone. I think this is how hockey does it. I don't remember. It's a drink. Bring it up. Hockey. A voice feeling confident. There's one <laughs> thing that always kind of throws me off is, and I know they can't, like it would be forever if there was a bye week between week 17 and wildcard weekend, but does it, it ever throw you off a little bit that we're just kind of week 17 and then boom, within like six days, like we're playing for our postseason lives. Ooh, that's an interesting question. I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, I guess it is. It is a quick turnaround, right? I think that's why they try and get everyone done on Saturday and Sunday, right? Like usually they'll try and play that just so that everyone has like a full, you know, traditional week's worth of, you know, rest, right? Yeah. Yeah. No Monday night game. Um, they don't have a Monday night game week 17. Uh, no Thursday game week 17. Yeah. I don't think there's a Saturday game. Week 17. Wasn't there, wasn't there, sat- wasn't there three games on, on, sa- on Saturday? Drink everyone. We're not going to look this up. We know how much you don't like it when we Google it. We're not going to, we're just using our brains. And hate, <laughs> which are failing us. We're which are failing, right. So our, our brains fucking stink. I need alpha brain. Where are you, Joe Rogan? Uh, what's your three slot? Ooh, my number three. It's the most happy time of the year for me, or the third most happy time sports related. Yeah. I'm going to go with all-star weekend. I love it for the NBA. Um, you've got, it's, it, it covers the, the, the whole entire weekend. You've right. got Friday night. You've got the rising stars games where it's like first and second year guys playing it out, really seeing who the young guys are. That's always a fun, enjoyable game. Then Saturday night, you got the skills competition, dunk contest, three-point shootout, which I think is actually now the more the most intriguing. That should be the pivot. That should be the or the you know the the final spot on on All Star Weekend skills competition, uh, some other fun stuff, and then the All Star game, which is usually like Sunday night, kind of that six o'clock tip. It's always a fun game. You get to see your best, you know, the best athletes in the world. Uh, I love it. Plus, Dr. Mrs. The Commish loves All-Star Weekend. She loves it. So we get yep. to watch it, and it's a fun little time. Yeah, I forget about that. That's one of your little traditions, right? That's you guys right. get together, go to a bar, get all hammered, and bet on, like, the dunk contest. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> uh, are you an avid NBA like watcher? Are you catching, like, two or three games a week? That's That sounds like a lot. It is a lot. I used to be that. I used to be like all the time when I was a single guy, I was, I constantly watched hoops all the time. I would say I, I probably not as much. I I probably will catch, especially after football's over. 
I'll probably get like the Tuesday, Thursday games on TNT. I'll catch those usually. Um, And like a lot of times what will happen is, is uh, Dr. Mrs. Commission will like sneak off to bed and then I'll flip it over to that and catch like the first quarter of like the West, one of the West games. So I'll get like Clippers, Blazers. They are always on there, but Lakers are always on there. And I'll try and like squeeze out like 30 minutes on there. It's a long season. It's tough to watch, but you know, thank God, like, watching the highlights and this and reading the box scores i feel like i get a good sense of how the league is going i don't know necessarily if i get that same feeling from like the nfl like i think you need to see like the 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 momentum swings in the nfl like actually watch it whereas like an nba i can get there's so many back and forth moments where teams go on runs i like i feel like you can get a good sense of that pace of the game if you watch some highlights and review the box score yeah, absolutely. Well, you're not a single guy anymore, so he's in the time. But good call, yeah. go with the family, bro. I'll back yeah, it up. Yeah, I know, I know. Thanks, bro. Um, no problem. Okay, so mine's kind of transparent. We do have two teams added for seven seeds, so I'll give yeah. myself seven points. Um, you are two, three time zones ahead of me, so we'll give you three to seven there. Oh, there you go. All right, I like um, that. Took way too long. All right, number two. Uh, that this is going to be on your list. It has to be. We'll just see how and where these fall. But um, you could probably guess my number one also. I think you probably uh, guess mine too. Number two is the first weekend of March Madness. Oh, always a good one. Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Fucking phenomenal. Uh, it's very, very good. It's very, yeah. very good. Yeah, we get so through I'd... 48 games and then we're already paired down to like the sweet 16 by the time we get out on the other end of that. And it's like one of those, it's so fun that you can't even, like you literally can't watch all the games because it's just like so much stuff going on. Yeah, you can't. And you got to flip back and forth between all the different channels. I do love that they, you know, they work with like True TV and all those other cha- channels that are out there. So you can like try and find and like go back and watch it. Um that's good. I, I didn't put it on there. It's really funny because yeah. um, and I thought about it because it's like, well, is, are we, is, is Brandana going to get a militant on this and be like, well, that's a, that's a four day weekend. Like you gotta take two days off of work and, and, and Brandana grinds. He doesn't take two days off of work. He fucking grinds. And I would be pro if a weekend lasts eight days, fine. Bring it. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Eight, eight day weekends. Um, but I went with their traditional, I guess I, I guess I broke my own rule on this one too, but I went with the NCAA Final Four weekend as my number two. Saturday okay. night, primo spots. You watch two games, then it follows back up on Monday. I know we're cheating a little bit, but I thought that was closer to like two days watching Final Four, boom, championship game, one shining moment. No, no bigger, no bigger fun time than that. So that's a good point. Like we are coming up with two different angles from this. Like I just like the the chaos and all those games yes. going on and like trying to bet on them and getting exposed to like all these schools you haven't seen and just right. kind of feel for who they are. Uh, but you like the higher quality basketball. All right. Well, in my field, it starts out with 64 team. Ain't nobody counting that first round of right, right. play in game. Now, when they call that the first four, it makes my head explode. Right, uh, right. We'll in that. Uh, yeah, so, and you have, you're down to four teams, so you get four points. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I uh, like it. It could have been 68. I was nervous for a second. Yeah, we'll see if we have the same number one. My number one is, well, you give, yeah, you give me your two. Your two is the final four. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. 
though not a lot of this isn't a lot of sports going on it's not like you know there's not it's only one three-hour game that happens over the weekend but that's just how much i love the nfl the hype leading up to it like everything shuts down except places that you know sell beer and wings and you know you got the squares going on and that's why we got lucky you know if these were the super bowls from our childhood if we were still dealing with like cowboys 56 bills 14 shit like week in week out then or weekend a uh, year in year out then maybe maybe it might die down a little bit because i remember thinking i remember being kind of less excited to see the super bowl than i was you know like some of those good playoff games but now they they're just they've they've been a string of really good games yeah it's my number one too uh super bowl sunday because it's the best because it is it is even though you're like you're right it's only one three-hour game on sunday it is the entire weekend right just to show you like how dominant fucking football is it's like all right so it's like friday night you're probably either figuring out what your plans are or if you're like a the person that can consistently host like you're prepping you're getting stuff ready like you're getting all your supplies right then yeah. Saturday, same thing, like prepping, like, all right, then you're going to like, oh, what are we going to do? Like, we're going to do this. Everyone, you constantly are thinking about it as, as even as like the most casual fan, you know, people that don't care about football are trying to figure out what they're doing for Super Bowl Sunday. And then Sunday, I mean, it's a really exciting time. You're like, oh shit, the game's going to come on. Like, let's make sure we get all the final snacks, all this good stuff. You know, who's coming over, who's not, you know, oh, let's say you said let's do squares and then i started thinking about it and i was like i love it it's so exciting and then i was like oh wait but what if my team was involved which will never happen that's that's a great point yeah and i was like could i can't even imagine what it would be like if my team was involved yeah yeah you don't need to put too much brain power to that buddy i don't think it's anything you're gonna have to worry about for a long time thanks bro thanks appreciate it (laughs) right now all the cheese fans around us yeah it's just like it's 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 just a different it's a completely different level yeah great great game. um okay i wanted to give you the win i just can't do it you can't do it i understand Hands look Hands this is serious business in the Neapolitan showdown and and you can't do it and i understand thanks for understanding buddy all right brandana victorious um brandana gambling corner priest of the jam So we did the did what we did every year, which is I try to guess the line on over under team wins, and yes. then we take a look and we decide uh, if we want to put some scratch on it or not. We always talk. I think we did it three years, and we've always talked about possibly uh, we keep the list. Well, I think the first year we just ran our mouths and we didn't have any list, and then you right. were cool enough like this last year to actually. Uh, to write it down, which was going to be fun to go back. So I think this shows the the audience that I brought this up earlier. It's, it's just kind of a couple reasons. It'll just be fun to kind of look back on this, see where things went wrong. And just a reminder, because you hear like every season that it's just like, oh, like there'll be one team that goes like worst from worst to first, or they'll just be like, you know, three of the divisions will have a new team winner, like a different, like just kind right. of champion or there'll be like you know two to three different playoff teams so let's kind of see what happened on this um you have you have that open in front of you i have the standing 
and you have the list. So let's just yes. let's fly through these teams. Uh, you want to start with the AFC East? That's right. Let's start with the AFC East. So we had Bills, Dolphins, Pats, Jets. Yes. Um, they had uh, Bills nine, Dolphins six and a half, Pats nine, Jets six and a half. Uh, and do you want to go down how we went down it? Yeah, let's do a team. Yeah, okay. So Bills, real fast. What they they had the Bills at how many wins? Nine, and they uh, had thirteen. Yes, did they end up with thirteen? Did we say over? We said stay away. Both of us had stay away on that. Said stay away. Did we put an under over at all, or we just said don't mess with it? We said don't math- mess with. Oh, it. Okay, that's right. okay. And this is the one thing that I was looking at it. I was like, we so we we come at it. I, I would like to set the the stage for when we do these. We came at it from a better's perspective, not like forced into, hey, let's make a call one way or the other. We were really looking at it and not in like what we think will happen was like, look, if you're if you're betting on this in this futures, this is the one that we think is going to make you money. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, guys, I'm, a, I'm a professional gambler. You know, yeah. I, I don't walk into a casino and just put money in every slot machine I see. So exactly the point, like we wanted to make sure that we had the right. Uh, didn't want to send it down a, a path because if we weren't feeling confident about it, then it's easier to stay away. Can't lose the money that way. Can't lose uh, the money if you don't play it. Okay, um, so Bills, Bills hit the over. How many did, you, did we say? Nine? Sorry, I know I just asked that. Nine, yeah. And it's they were 13 wins, yep. Okay, we said stay away. Okay, uh, Dolphins. What they Dolphins. Dolphins. Uh, six and a half. Six and a half. They ended up with 10. Yeah. B, you, B, you had the under. I had to stay away. Okay, so 0 for 1 for old Beatleini. All right, uh, Patriots. <laughs> Patriots, uh, nine wins. Um, right. Ended up with seven. Ended up with seven. You said stay away. I had the under on that one. I think that was my one where it was like, I just d- did not believe in Cam Newton. And I think we were just like, this. I don't see, I don't see 10 wins on this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Dolphins, we can go through that real fast. Uh, the Dolphins also were a surprise. I mean, I think it's yes. that defense, but everybody kind of heading in there. But also the AFC East had a little bit of this vibe too of we knew it was going to be changing of the guard, and it was just like who's going to take the reins. And you know, and that's the thing is, is we I think we kind of you go back and listen. I'm pretty sure we're like we we like the Bills probably yeah. to win, but we're not sure. And and the Jets like they won six games of like seven out of the, their last like year or whatever. So it's like we weren't even 100 percent what the Jets were going to look like. And this this division, you know, we started off with like just a giant question mark because you had the void of Tom Brady and, and Belichick with the Pats, and it's like that historically is just going to lead whichever direction the, that division is going to go. And following up with the Jets, they they were at six and a half wins as well too. Clearly, they did not cover that at, at two wins, and we both said stay away on that one. Stay away. Okay. Yeah, we didn't know what was going to happen, guys. Cut us a break. Um, so not bad. So so far, our tally's going one and zero, and I'm zero and one. I don't know what we're going to do if I lose this thing. Like for a couple of weeks, do I call it the most awesome gambling corner? Do I like lose <laughs> the round? I'll have to start giving some parenting tips. Yeah. Um, all right, let's jump into the next division, bud. Let's go AFC North. AFC North. We got Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers. Ravens were uh, eleven and a half. Bengals Ooh. were five and a half. Browns were eight and a half and Steelers were nine. Yeah. So we're a little closer on these. I mean, there's nothing as uh, like the New York jets or Miami dolphins from the last one. So these are all within like two to three games. Has that written within 11 game? Um, Okay. Steelers. What do we say? Uh, We both said stay away. There were 12, 12 wins. We said stay away. Big Ben, big question mark. We didn't know what this team was going to look like. And nine is too big of a number preseason, especially with no, 
uh, preseason. That's a good point too. Yeah. Cause there was no preseason. He had missed uh, the previous season. And then there was also, I think we're big believers in the Ravens being kind of, you know, the, the Kings of the AFC North, which right. does appear to be the things. Um, so the Ravens said 11, uh, 11 and a half, they end up with 11. So yep. just squeaking in on that under, what do we say? What do we say? Brandana goes under. Yeah. Hits it. And M.A., me, goes over, Mr. Yeah, both one and one. Perfect. That's right. We're going to keep this brandana gambling going. And then uh, Cleveland Browns, eight and a half. They uh, finished up with 11 wins. We both said stay away. We didn't want to get burned by Baker Mabfield. They burned burned us too many times. We're still heartbroken from the previous year. All right, Bengals. Bengals five and a half, and we both hit that under. And we both were like, this is your Mabby dollar under hit it play it hit it hard and we were right yeah because it's like i mean it kind of this division did play out a little bit like uh, so we're both two and one uh like we were saying because you know we thought potentially three playoff teams and that's what we got with the steelers ravens and browns and you know they were gonna have to beat up on each other but then take it out on the Bengals, which they did and i mean yeah. a little uh looking forward to like um what's his, joe burrow right yeah joe burrow yep yep looking forward to seeing him next year. He's, yeah he was he was exciting he was, he was good. He was good. I, I, I'd be interested to see like how his recovery is after he tore up this knee. I know he's, he's walking already. Um, so hopefully he gets back on the men, but yeah, that it'll be interesting to see. Cause they, they had a couple moments, the Bengals. Yeah, they did. Um, all right. The chiefs were in the AFC West. Now, what was Ooh. the over under on wins chiefs 11 and a half. You want me to go through the whole list again? No, we'll do them one at a time. Okay. Very good. Got to do fair. Uh, so chiefs, 11 and a half. Um, yeah. They end up with 14. Where, where were we at? We, but we both hammered that over. We were like, yeah, they're going to get 12 wins at least. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think it was also that division, uh, you know, two of the teams having like young quarterbacks, like just coming in. So it's just like, they can, they're going to be able to scoop up some easy wins inside here. And they also just, sure. nobody can really keep up and score with them. Yeah. It, I would have been shocked that they win 10 and six. It would have, would have been, it would have made sense. Yeah. So it's that three and one for both of us. I believe so. Yeah. All right, good. Uh, Raiders. Raiders, seven and a half. Oh, it's eight. They we ended up with eight. eight. We mm-hmm. both said stay away. We didn't like what was going on with Derek Carr and Chucky. We weren't 100% sure. Yeah, doesn't seem like they're 100% sure. So nail that. <laughs> um, all right, we got the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers. Seven and a half. Yeah, they end up with seven. Seven. We both said under. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Four and one. Guys, you are coming to the right spot for your gambling needs. All right, let's not get cocky. I know, I know. Careful. Pace yourself. Uh, All right. Uh, The Broncos. Broncos, seven and a half. Yeah. Finished with five wins on the season. We both said stay away. Don't trust Drew Locke. Vic Fangio didn't trust you either. An aging Broncos defense. Seven and a half too high. And clearly they didn't know what was either too, because they didn't know who was coming out of there. They knew Chiefs were going to be dominant, but they didn't know what team it was going to be after that. So they hedged their bets a little bit with seven and a half for everyone. That's true. Seems a little cowardice on my part. I should have got off that. That's my bad. Um, all right, now we're back into the or over to the AFC South. South um Titans. What Vegas have them at? Titans had them at eight and a half. Uh-huh. Finished up with eleven wins. Eleven wins, yeah. We both said stay away. We weren't okay. sure. We weren't sure how true believers that Tannehill Henry run was. Yeah. Cause I, and that's good also. And 
I like, I wonder if there's even a good comparison this year. We'll have to see how far maybe one of these wild card teams can get into the conference championship. But uh, it was a lot like the Packers too, which we'll talk about when we get there. It was just like, is this team this good? Are they hot at the right time? You know, is it like just a little bit of magic? Like you see, you know, uh, that 2000s Ravens teams catch, catch fire, like that Giants team catch fire. Uh, so it was just like, yeah. So it was a good call for us to stay away. We did for your sure. favorite. For uh, sure. Colts. Absolutely. Colts. Nine was their over under. Yeah, they got fucked up. You did. You were you were all over. They finished with eleven wins. You were hard on yeah. the under. You did hard. Not a Colts believer at all. And all you did was add Philip Rivers. I was just like, oh, double down on this. But that uh yeah, really good defense there. And I missed that. Did you have anything on this one? I had I had the over on this. I did have the over. I like the I like the Colts <laughs> a lot. I like the Colts a lot on this one. I'm all right, so that's lie. cool. Four and one to three and two. Don't let me forget that. It's a lot of numbers in okay. here. Uh, okay. All right, Texans. Texans, seven and a half. The number opened up. They finished at four. We both took the over and we both said Mabby Dollar over. Oh, this man. one, this one we got fucking burned on. Yeah, I think it was just like Deshaun Watson was too good to, you know, you see good quarterback play i wasn't completely fearful of anyone in the division so i was just yes. like yeah this makes sense and no i was wrong yeah. uh so tally that up for a loss so you're still you're still plus one on me was it four we're not going to do this every time just tell just tally the stuff up there and tell me what it is at the end you're up by one all right yep. jacksonville jaguars oh jacksonville jags four and a half they obviously had one and they've got the first overall pick we both said stay away on this one. Four and a half is, if I looked at it again, is um, the lowest of all, except for the Bengals at five and a half. And it's like two wins lower than everyone on this fucking list. So we were like, man, you know, it's hard to guarantee a team's going to go like three and 13. And it's like, if you're going to put scratch on it, that's a that's a tough bet to, to, to pull. Yeah, it is. It's tough. Uh, it's not fun. There's probably other ways to pull it off. There is always going to be one of those teams that have like one to three wins or zero. Right. Uh, it's just hard to fucking guess which one it's going to be. I didn't and like the way you said zero, by the way, when you're looking at me like that. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I tried not to look. I did the awkward thing of not looking at you, which just made it a little more awkward. <laughs> zero wins. Uh, did we hammer anything on this? We said stay away. We were like, nah, it's just too low. It's too low. Yeah. yeah you know. Uh, all right, over into the NFC, Green Bay Packers. Ooh, the NFC North, Green Bay Packers, nine. Nine, they ended up with 13. Nine with, and you know we ain't betting on A-Rod, A-Rodgers. We're not doing that. Stay away. We don't want to know. Yeah, I'd rather fall down a flight of stairs. I'd rather lose a bet than win a bet on Aaron Rodgers. This is Instead true. of winning a bet on Aaron Rodgers, I'd just rather just lose some cash, like in the laundry or have my wallet <laughs> stolen. Uh, okay, so we stay away from that, of course, because uh, I can't be partial. Let's take yep. care of the Bears. Bears, eight and a half. Ended up at eight, so that's an under. That's an under. B, hit that under hard, said Mabby Dollars on it as well, too. I said stay away. I did not trust it. Okay, nice. Five and two to five and three. Good for me. I'm just laughing. Uh, I'm laughing to myself right now because I wrote, I columned it up, and I was like, B, and MA, and I just noticed my eldest daughter wrote B next to the MAB. 
so proud what a proud moment that was well that's amazing i know she came out there she's like i can't know if you could see it it's like yeah it's a little like wild crazy oh there's there it is (laughs) yeah there that b right there that b that's a b oh yeah yeah i see that b you don't know audience i'm i have pride for my children all right let's go to the lions uh lions handle this six and a half we both took the over optimistically i think you fired me up i think you i don't want to i'm probably lying i'm sure but you were like lions this is a good team fucking let's do this seven and nine like you know so somehow sometimes maybe a friend has like a fucked up haircut but you tell him it looks just fine it's gonna be all right (laughs) yeah what are you saying no, no, no. I'm saying that's, okay. I think that's might have been my headspace when I was talking about these Lions. You always get me pumped up on the Lions. I hate <laughs> I it. I'm kidding. It's just like Matt Stafford's good. I like good quarterbacks. Like it yeah. seemed like he had yeah. enough like weapons. Like I didn't like the Bears. I didn't necessarily, well, we'll see how much I like the Vikings. So I didn't think a super difficult, I just, yeah, I really underestimated how incompetent the coaching was. <laughs> oh, did you ever? All right. Vikings, uh, they were at nine. Yes. Obviously did not make that at eight and eight this year. We both said, stay away. This is where your pessimism came rearing back. You're like, no, no, no. I'm not going to allow myself to love again on these fucking Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins, fool me once. Shame yeah. on shame on me. Yeah. Or whatever. Me. the Fool me yeah. twice. You viked that? <laughs> yeah, I did not vike this season at all. I do yeah. not like Kirk Cousins. <laughs> uh, it's got a real problem. A real problem of... Like, I guess it's ripping off the band-aid. It's just when he thinks he's about to get sacked, he just has to get sacked as fast as possible. Like, he closes his eyes, like, just hops on the ground and lays down. And it's just like, let's wrap this sack in up real quick. I'm going to help you guys out. He should get, he should get like, half sacks for his sacks. Like he should get. Yeah, I was just going to say that. That's so funny. Yeah, he should get credit. He should get partial credit. Um, that's the only credit I give. Okay, so we stay away from that. Let's jump into the ooh, this one's probably gonna be a little messy. NFC East. This is a bloodbath. I'm not gonna lie, folks. Um, where do you want to start? Um, okay, let's just get it out of the way. Cowboys. Cowboys, nine and a half. Nine and a half. And we both six. said and it was six. We both said over. Ooh, take it on the chin. Yeah, well, I, I think my whole thing was like, I assume someone in this division has to win at least nine games, which wasn't the case. Was not the case. Know. Was um, not the case. Okay, let me pull up my counter right here. Where is it again? Okay. Uh, so we both lost on the Cowboys. Uh, five more relax. I got I to gotta catch up. Running out of teams here. Um, okay. The Giants, who I knew I was kind of high on. Uh, what was the over under? Six and a half. Six. We both said over Mabby Dollars. Give me that over. And they gave us, they sure gave us that. They sure they (laughs) um give it to us in the form of torn ticket already ripped. Uh all right. Let's do the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, you're gonna like this one, B. Nine and a half. They did not get there. Four wins. (laughs) Four wins, yeah. Four wins. Oh, and do you also hear that their Doug Peterson might not be safe as a head coach? I just heard this. Oh, it makes sense. That it whole like sense. that whole eagle situation is gonna it's gonna he's gonna get shook up. For yeah, sure. we both said under on this. B, we did not like what we we're seeing Carson Wentz coming into this. We both said under on this one, so we 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 uh, we saved a little face on this on this division. Good buddy, thanks. Yeah, because I think it was um, it's like Carson Wentz coming back. 
we already, I think we were thinking crowning the Cowboys of that division winner. Oh yeah. And he was always kind of being like slightly disappointed, not necessarily being Wentz believers. So when it comes to the Eagles, we were right about all the shit. We nailed the Eagles. We know, we know that Philadelphia is a garbage city. We, <laughs> we, 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 we know that Philadelphia, that Doug Peterson stinks. Yeah. And, uh, and you know what? Here's the other thing too: is, is we might not have been that wrong on the Cowboys had Dak Prescott not fucking had that horrific injury in like week five. That that's yeah. I'll that's put not, a big asterisk on that one. Yeah, good. Um, it will give us a refund. But uh, yeah, probably that not. Was, uh, no, no, yeah, they definitely don't. <laughs> that was yeah. We could have been close because it was just nobody was taking over that division. Nobody yeah. was winning the the team, which we'll talk about right now. The Washington Football Team um wins it at seven and nine it's been a while i don't know if it's happened like two or three times but it's been a while since we've had a sub 500 team make the playoffs and then yeah. that's how they would have to do it, is winning the division so you just have to have a stinky division and this is one of the stinkiest of all time yeah how many wins did they have for the football team five and a half we both said stay away we didn't know we didn't like the quarterback situation alex smith we weren't 100 sure you had all the misgivings with the team name and you know, Ron uh, Riviera coming in as a coach, although he's a very good coach or, you know, solid coach, good stabilizing force, but you had all this other like bullshit on the outside. That's just like, I don't know. This could have been that team that could have been like one in 15. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this very yeah. well could have been, but we're just not a hundred percent sure what it was going to look like. I thought it was a little bit on them. That's fine. Yeah. I'll make mistakes. Um, all right. NFC South will jump in there. Let's go to the New Orleans Saints. Ooh, the Saints 10 and a half. Half they end up at 12. 12. We both said over on that one. We said, Give me that over. Ain't no Sean Payton team gonna go 10 and six. Yeah, they're not doing that. Um, they seemed like other teams were shaking it. It's just back to that adage, or at least my philosophy is I like to sniff out who I think is gonna win that division and then right. be like, All right, well, they're let's look at that over because they're gonna put together some wins by beating up on the other guys in it. Um, all right. Tampa, Tampa Bay, Tampa, Tom, Tom, Tom Brady, nine and a half. Yeah, it's 11. 11. Yep. We said stay away. We didn't know how the mesh of Tom Brady does. He, he's got weapons, but yeah. does he have the juice left in the arm? How is he going to, you know, mesh with Bruce Arians? Um, pretty well. Not too bad. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't a believer. There is a lot of weapons there, but just seeing him the last couple of years in new york or in new england granted he didn't have any weapons but it was just like oh this is uh this might be over but yeah wasn't open 11 wins yeah um all right the panthers panthers five and a half oh they end up at five five at five we said stay away again same thing uh new head coach matt rule teddy bridgewater no preseason no preseason and it's like uh, i don't know what this team is going to be and actually they came out pretty solid. You know, Christian McCaffrey doesn't get hurt, and I think they, they hit that over. I think they steal a game. That's actually a good point. So uh, if you guys are still listening to this podcast as we go through our list here, it's um, look at those macro things that will affect things. And I love, I love your point there, like no preseason. So these new quarterbacks that are in new systems with no preseason, just memorizing the playbook like by themselves at their apartment that they're quarantined in. Right. Just, like, that makes me want to lean – um under and it's also like on some of these teams it might not hold true but also i think we talked a little bit about home field advantage or yeah. i don't know if they did this before their stands but it was just like okay so these teams like seattle did their number get hit a little bit by not having that uh that live comments um all right falcons oh god falcons seven and a half shit 
did not happen. We both said over because we thought Matt Matt Ryan, for all his qualms, for all his issues, he's a 500 quarterback. He's eight and eight. Julio Jones, that improved team, offensive line. Yeah, that team is. Uh, it's just like legit. It's legit cursed. They yes. should new uniforms, uh, new mascot, new city. Right. Like it's like pack up and move out and just try to like shake that off. It's just like changing your identity. It's like going into the football witness protection program. Like just show up somewhere else with a new name. And don't ever bring up the Falcons again. Right. Yeah. Go, go to uh, be the, I don't know. I was going to say the Houston Oilers, but no, I was like, no, they have a team in Houston, but they don't want them there either. So just go find, find another take, go to Memphis. Hey, that's a great town. San Antonio. You can double up on the Spurs stadium. Um, All right. NFC West, our last one. West. All right. Uh, You want to, you want to start with? Uh, Let's do the Seahawks. Seahawks nine. They finished at 12. Yeah. Stay away. And if I was, I bet you if you were to go back and listen to that, I shit talked on the Seahawks a lot. I thought they were going to be, have a bad season, but ultimately we, I just said, stay away on that. I know for sure. I was like, fuck these guys. Yeah. That's weird. That's a, that's a quiet 12 too. I think we're that's all just kind time. of waiting for the, uh, you know, the other shoe to drop on this team. It just yes. kind of that, that legacy, that legacy still holding on. I mean, it's not the same thing that it was, you know, when they were going to the Super Bowl and kind of dominating uh, at least the NF side, NFC side of things. But uh, still hanging around uh, maybe or maybe they're going to look how they did in the playoffs next season oh god we're going to end up on the under on this one again i can feel it okay um let's go on the rams rams they open at nine yeah 10 uh 10, 10. wins so that's under yep and we said stay away because of uh the 49ers as well too and the cards I thought this is going to be very, it was a very competitive division um just not the way quite the way we thought it was going to be. So we said stay away on the Rams at nine wins. All right. So we did it up under. All right. Cardinals. Cardinals, seven and a half. Yeah, this was a, this was a darling bet with people that were getting excited about Kyler Murray. They end up at eight wins. So eight wins. And we both said over on this for Kranz Krappelhapper. Oh, that's right. I think we just like saying the name, but a win's a win, buddy. Win's a win, baby. Um, and our final one. Final team. The Super Bowl running it runner up. And I know I went on this. I think I probably swayed you because I hmm. told all about, hey, there's no Super Bowl hangover. That's uh, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, they opened up at 10 and a half. We liked this team. We thought 11 wins was possible. I think I conned you into a le- saying the over. So we both took the over on this one. Yep. You fooled me. I need to be my I own fooled, man. I I fooled you. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Sure. Um, okay. You end up at eight and six. Um, which means you're in the money. I end up at eight and seven. So we both did it. Both got the cash. I like it, baby. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's funny too, because it's like, I think we made more bets. It's, it, we were, we were stronger in the AFC, but I think we made more bets in the NFC the way I was looking at it. It's like, oh, so we were more, we were spot on in the AFC. And it's funny because I think we both think of us as NFC guys. We yes. thought we knew more in the NFC, but we were a little bit off in the NFC. Yeah, when we paid, just got to be able to clip, clip those picks at around a 55% rate. And that's what we did. Um, all right, guys, so we'll definitely break this down again next season. We'll do the same thing. Come Absolutely. in there. Unders. Uh, if you want to get on and play the over-unders, then shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, pretty far out, though, so don't send it now. I'll, I'll forget let me know you're kind of interested and speaking of emailing too if you want to get in uh mably 
season two, I know that we talked about this on the, um, on the pod a few weeks back and it looked like we're going to go kind of January. Uh, we're going to wait till after the Super Bowl, let all this die down and we actually need the league and everyone kind of needs some sort of sporting thing, getting used to the NFL no longer happening. This will help that transition. So yeah. So email us if you want to join that too. We still got five spots left. Uh, oh, yeah. All right, buddy. MBP of the weeks. I'm going with uh, what's the name? The Washington quarterback. Tyler. That. Tyler Heineke. Heineke. That's my. That's my MVP. Whenever, yeah. whenever you can step in the spotlight uh, like this and handle pressure and just like get everyone's attention and play, you know, just play your mind out because you don't get a lot of those opportunities. So you know, in the NFL, we're rooting for these guys. So if you get the opportunity and you know you be able to put together something impressive, just might change your fortunes, might change your entire life. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Great, great opening round weekend. Hopefully he gets a little, you know, cup of coffee with the with the football team there. Um, I have, I'm gonna go with two. I don't care. I'm breaking rules. I'm breaking ranks here. Um, first one is gonna go to Kamish Junior. As you guys are listening to this, this big, this this young king is turning two years old. This little stick nice. turning Love two. It. Yeah. Uh, so very happy. Lots of lots of cars, the movie cars, all over for the the birthday tomorrow, um, and also too the other my part two of that is is this weekend uh, from Texas the Texas college basketball team the Longhorns Andrew Jones uh, in twenty eighteen battled leukemia missed like a year and a half uh, this weekend came down against uh, West Virginia West Virginia hit a game-winning three-pointer to win the game. Coming back, awesome. battling back from leukemia. Andrew Jones, fun, great story. Uh, persevered through a lot, so good on you, sir. I got two, I got co-MVPs. We got tri-MVPs this week. B? This is a podcast, bro. This is a great call. horns to both. All right, guys. This has been MAB Sports Podcast, episode 150. A little bit over the hour of power. I know you loved it, though. Yeah, you did. Just switch it up. You guys don't know what's coming. Uh, I'm Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. I told you guys I was going to sing what our bedtime song is. So here it goes. If you're Mabby and you know it, listen to our pod. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.